Leafs Nation, what's going on? It's your boy James from Offside, riding with the two men who are always here with me, the co-hosts who bring the mostest. That is Mr. T434, Dylan Fournier, and Mr. Pete, I got the hair, bringing the heat. Peter. How you doing, James? Uh, the hair is a little, it's a little off today. I need a chop, but uh, oh, yeah, we're going to fix in about a week. I'm going to see my boy Yusuf. He, he always nices me. Shout out Yusuf. Hooking it, hooking it up, hooking it up. There we go. Look, shout out Yusuf. We'll also shout out Boxing Rock Brewing Co. for sponsoring the pod. We love you guys. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. Uh, I want to give a really big shout out to them this week. Um, they had their facility broken into and their entire inventory, their Halifax location stolen. Um, our thoughts are with you guys. We appreciate you riding with us. I uh, hope those who uh, are responsible are brought to proper justice should hey. shout out to boxing rock not only for sponsoring this pod but doing so much within the community here in nova scotia and hopefully beyond very soon but uh yeah i wanted to give a huge shout out to boxing rock but not is there, all, is there anywhere we can donate uh i don't think they're accepting donations i think they're okay at the moment but not um, all of their inventory is gone because they gave a lot of it to james whoa <laughs> you know what Compared to the East Coast Beach, Norm Gallant that we had on earlier in the season, uh, I am a but a drop in the bucket to Norm. So that's fair. Let, let's be real here. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, the week that was for the Toronto Maple Leafs, none of us, none of us got it right. Uh, two and two for the Maple Leafs. I said Leafs. two and two. I said two and two. Yes. I thought I solely thought you were a three and one with Dylan. Did I say three and one? I know. No, I said two and two. Two. I remember going two and two. You did say two and two. I I all right, all right. Okay, let me pause for the cause. I apologize, Pete. You went two and two. You got it right. You win a case of absolutely nothing shipped overnight by absolutely no one to your front door. There I'm you celebrating go. Celebrating hard right now, boys. Two and two. <laughs> they don't come with the heat for nothing. All right. Well, listen. The Maple Leafs week wasn't exactly what we expected, and we're going to get into the. Uh, the first game, which was obviously the Islanders. Let's talk about that just a little bit. Um, I do not think Ilya Samsonov should have started that game. He shouldn't have been with the Maple Leafs. He shouldn't have been on the road trip. Um, I don't know either of you guys. I know you're not fathers yet, but as a dad myself, when you were in that time when you know your child is on the way, that is the only thing you are thinking of. Uh, you want to make sure, A, you're able to be there. B, that you guys are prepared. C, that everything is ready. And D, that everyone stays healthy. Those are your only thoughts. Everything else is kind of mush and gush at that point. And your your mind is just a, a blubbery mess. So, I, I want to shout out Sammy's wife because she pushed him to go. And really? was like, no, like you, you go and play. Like she was, she was totally on board with him going and playing. So I was just like. Oh, okay. Maybe it's yeah, like, but sometimes, and you know, we've all I understand. Been I understand the mindset. Sometimes the better half says, "Oh, yeah, go on, do your thing." When really, I you mean, know, they would rather you probably stay just because. And in that situation, you know, he went and he did his best, but at the same time, you know, his mind was not there. It was not there at all. What's up, Preds fan? Um, yeah, I know that he was not there. He was not present for that game. Can't tell me any different. For me, sometimes as an employer or a boss or a manager or whatever, or coach, general manager, you got to just step in and say, hey, listen, we got this week. 
stay with your family, much like they did with Luke Shen, and allow him to be with his wife and just go through the motions properly, not having to rush, not having to worry, oh shit, I'm in the middle of a game and now she's gone into labor, what am I going to do? You know, and you could tell that was probably in the back of his mind, as he isn't back yet either. So, you know, that, yes. those things, you, you want to make sure your guy's okay. Let him take the time. That's my Has he had a baby yet? Is yes, it... Thursday. Yes. Okay. On Thursday, yeah. So, I don't know. I look at it like this and say, hey, that's a game where the Maple Leafs, A, didn't use the best strategy for goaltending, and B, didn't use the best strategy when it came to implementing the best lineup. And everybody's like, oh, what do you mean? You're playing a game against the New York Islanders. They're not exactly a prolific scoring team, although in that game against the Leafs, they did net seven. But this is a team that usually grinds it out, mucks it up, and really plays you physical. What guy did you acquire for that? You acquired Luke Shen, who was not in the lineup, who should have been out there dishing out hits and being physical. By the way, eight hits tonight against the Predators. And we'll get into this a little bit further as we go down the dialogue for this week. But that, to me, just this one game is the only one I'm really going to single out hard. But to me, it was the goaltending and it was the implementation of the players you have in your lineup. You did not. Keith got out coached again, in my opinion, because he should have put Shen in the lineup. Yeah, I totally agree. Guys, I'll be uh, just a moment here. If you guys can uh, roll through some of the topics, I'll be right back. Yeah, no problem. <clears throat> okay, so clean up a bit of the giveaway except in Long Island. Okay, shots blocked were down this week. I don't know. I haven't really looked up into any games. Um, I, I think this is something of, of tweaking that you need to kind of do as the season goes along. Um, something that, you know, you're not going to have high block shots every single week but i am totally glad that we do have the bodies in our lineup now that are capable of blocking the shots other than our superstars you, you know what's a wild to me is mark giordano he is he leading the league in block shots this season i think so how is this man 38 39 years old 39, he's the oldest yeah. player in the nhl I, I know there's goalies craig anderson he's older but like the oldest player and he missed his first game uh, he was a healthy scratch the other the other day, just like, just keep giving him the night off. He hasn't missed a game after blocking all these shots. Is he like just a, a human shield or is he just locked? <laughs> it feels like I, a I don't know. Here. Guys made a steal. I, I truly think it's like one of the best skill sets in, in hockey, like blocking shots. Yeah. Like he, I he don't know how to, to do properly that. do it in, in like beer league. Like I, Oh my God! If you're doing it in beer league, give your head a shake. I, I mean, maybe in there's no slap shots in our in our league. So you're not allowed doing slap shots. No, I got I got a whistle blown on me. Come on, I, no I wound up for it. So really? I don't know. Like obviously, it is a it is a skill, and I'm glad that there we got guys that are. Yeah, we got guys blocking shots. So. I mean, yeah, it, it's looking good this season. Um. Now I know we were talking about the Islander game. That was a kind of a mess. But the second game of the week Thursday was against Florida in a against a team that is battling They're for trying to squeeze playoffs. in for a playoff spot right now. I don't know where are they they're they out of the spot right now? Uh let's see. I think they beat. Yes. So it is 
They are fourth in the division, but they currently sit three games behind Pittsburgh for that final wild. Three games or three points? Three points. Three points. Um, And then, yeah, New York Islanders are in the first one there. Wild card spot. Damn, that's going to set up for some exciting hockey. I mean, not the Islanders, but Pittsburgh versus Boston. You think that's going to be close, or do you think Boston's going to wipe the floor? <laughs> they might wipe the floor, man. Pittsburgh's not uh, how it's, they It's tough to, to like, but like you have Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin. They, they're not going to go down without a fight, Chris of course, Lutang. but I think I think the prime is, is, is getting a little past there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, um, but it would be wicked to see them knock Boston out. And, and they all a hundred percent and they haven't missed a playoffs or a playoff um uh a season in the playoffs since Crosby was uh I know they haven't missed in a while here, but um first no, or second that'll be, that'll be exciting first round. I'd rather would you guys rather see Florida play Boston or Pittsburgh or maybe the Islanders? I I would I think it would be interesting to see Islanders. I think the Islanders could really shut down the Bruins. It'd be a good battle in net for sure, considering what Sorokin did to us. This and then could you imagine the Leafs and Islanders playing in the second round and the fans just chanting, "We don't need you." The bar is lighting them up as you. Oh would. my god, that would be pure entertainment. Pure entertainment. Okay, so we were rolling through here. Um, did we touch on the the power plays for this week no, for the I Toronto Maple Leafs? Um, so yeah, a week this week that saw the team go. Uh, believe it or we not, did. even though we're all excited about tonight, three for thirteen on the power play. Um, again, this is something I'm harping on because, like I told you guys last week, we're into the stretch now. There's nine games left now, and this team really needs to start sorting out special teams. Three for thirteen, that is not great. And two of those power play goals came tonight against the Predators. So before that. It was one for 11 on the week, which is not a great number. Uh, But again, flip that around. The other one that I was worried about, they were eight for 11 on the penalty kill, which is not too shabby. Um, I think when you get Ryan O'Reilly back, he may have to be a net front presence on unit number one. Uh, He may be reluctant after Matthew sniped him with a puck, and that's the theory going around Leafland apparently. Um, But yeah. I'm really into the mode where this team really needs to start picking itself up on the power play and getting a few more, you know, rolling here, especially yeah. heading into the into the playoffs. I thirteen um, is is completely unacceptable. I I do want to make a point on that because I, I watched the game on Saturday. I didn't watch tonight's game for whatever. Oh, actually, sorry, I had a fantasy draft. Um, but last night's game, they like actually were putting pucks on net, which was actually almost shocking to me because I normally see their power play making one or two, maybe three shots on a power play. And I think they had five or six um, on a power play against Carolina. I think it is an improvement, but obviously they still need to get things clicking and going. But I know um, uh, the goalie there in Carolina had himself a freaking night. Pichir- yeah, oh yeah, for sure. A couple of things else that I touch on here with the, the playoffs coming up is the uh, the shot blocks were down again this week, so they did not lead the teams they were playing we, against in shot blocks. Which yeah, is we had talked about that. They did big last week. Okay. And then uh, the other thing, too, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, if you look at this week here, face-offs were also a little bit down for the Leafs as well. But it's funny to me, the two games this week 
where they either outhit their opponent or were close to their opponent, they won. Which is kind of um, maybe indicative of what style of hockey you'll play in the playoffs. And this team may be built just towards what a physical brand may be with some skilled players, which gets me very, very excited. Um, you know, and that probably gets a certain segment of Leafs Nation fired up as well because now this team has the physicality to go out and do these things with human erasers like McCabe and Achari, Shen, Lafferty, Zach Aston Reese. Go down the erasers. They are. I saw a funny tweet last night. I had some girl on Twitter is like, I hope Luke Shen erases my clothes. That (laughs) gave me a laugh. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Definitely pretty funny. Um, Listen, Matt Murray, guys, come on now. We're going to talk about the good, bad, and the ugly, but Matt Murray, you know, four goals in five of the last six outings for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Everybody has been rushing to his defense on Twitter and other social media when I posted these things today. But at the same time, if your head coach is calling you out for it, there is cause for concern. And when a young man like Joe Wool comes in tonight and states a strong case, I do wonder if the Toronto Maple Leafs may have themselves what Carolina has right now, a three-headed goaltender monster. Because he's too I, good. I wouldn't, call, I wouldn't call it a monster. <laughs> well, hey, listen. Samsonov is great. He's great. We love Sammy. And then Wool has come in and shown that he can be pretty damn steady and pretty agile and pretty stunning between the pipes and make key saves at key times, which he did do tonight. Then Matt Murray... Matt Murray, if Matt Murray played like he did in Florida, that's the Matt Murray we need. But if yes. Matt Murray's going to let in four goals, then to me, to me right now, the goaltending chart in my mind, if you're heading into the playoffs, it goes Sonar starting, Wool on the bench, Murray in the box. I I, I don't know if this theory is true, but I I feel like he does well in games where he has more shots. I don't know how accurate that is, but I've seen games where he gets 20 to 30 shots and they, and he doesn't perform well. And then that 30 plus is where he tends to perform well, but I don't know how accurate I am on, on thinking. I don't know that. how many times you want to test that theory, letting your goalie get peppered 30 plus times. I know, I know but, but, but you look at the Carolina game in, and Kachekov, and he had 44 saves against us and let in two goals or whatever the three. Hell it was. Yeah, three. Like, I, um, I heard it, a like, pretty ridiculous stat. Um, so Matt Murray on the road, I think his save percentage is like 920. And then at home, it's like eight, eight, uh, I think it was under 890 or something. And then for Sonar Samsonov here, it's the reverse. His save percentage at home is 920. And then yes. his save percentage on the, the road is like, it's under 890 as well or I something s- around there. I saw that stat last night. I totally forgot about it. Yeah. Is, yeah. So that is, that is to the Leafs, to the sort of baseball situation where they, they play one goalie on the road, play him on the... I know it's a little ridiculous, but it's whatever works though. It. Teams have done it before. Teams have really played you play one goalie on the road. When I, I, in my opinion, you just play the hot goaltender. Whoever's playing well, you throw him in net. In playoffs wise, yes, but I mean, it, like, let's say that is the case. Like, let let's say we have the two home games. Sammy is good. Sammy's good. Those two games, and then you go 
third game to uh, Murray or Samsonov again, and he craps the bed in Tampa. Well, I would go to Murray in game four to see if he's actually decent on the road. I don't know. You ride the, I think you ride the hot goalie and just let him ride. Let him ride till he's injured. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, I just think honestly, with what Wool has done, and I don't think he's getting done. any. Do you think he's getting any starts in the playoffs? I don't think he will. I don't know, man. You don't pay Murray it, it, all that money to have him sit in the box, James. Yeah, pff, you play the best lineup that gives you the best chance to win. Period. And if he's given up four goals more often than not, the last nine games will be your telltale sign of what's going to happen here with the Toronto Maple Leafs and that. Really, it will. If if they play, so they got nine games. If they play Murray five and Samsonov four or five, whatever you want to do for either guy, whoever has the best record will be the starter down the stretch here. Because Samsonov will come back, reclaim his crease, and you'll know what will happen. And we'll see what happens here. But I really think... With the comments that Sheldon Keefe just made, I think that it is now Ilya Samsonov net to lose for game one of the playoffs. My opinion. I think you're right. Because a coach doesn't come out and say, hey, you know, you got you can't spot the other team four and we have to score five to win. You can't keep doing that. You know, and he came out in the media and said that. That wasn't a closed door thing. That wasn't a hot quote off a hot mic. That was at a scrum where he said it to everybody. So you're calling your goaltender out and saying you got to be better. You know, he said my, Matt has to have a couple of those. My theory about the uh, the shots m- may be accurate. Well, go, but, go do a deep dive. Do a deep dive. Pull up every single game that he's played, which is, which is what you can do. You can look at NHL.com. They break it all down for you. And you can look at the goals or the shots against and goals against and compare it down the line. That's well, exactly what I did it. today. I'm going to do it. <laughs> there you go. All right. The other thing for this week is our thoughts are with uh, with Gus. Um, uh, you know, Eric Gustafson, he's dealing with something with his family. We don't know exactly what it is. Uh, Sheldon Keefe alluded to the team. We'll give him all the time he needs. But he is dealing with a family issue. So um, Eric Gustafson, Leafs Nation, obviously, you're a part of this, uh, this family, this fan base. And uh, obviously, we pump you up and we love you. Hopefully, everything goes well and you're back with the team. Uh, before the playoff, but uh, if not, we uh, we still love having you as a Maple Leaf man, and uh, we'll see you back here in this lineup. I'm very very sure. Yes, but, you can you can run our PP for us. Solid <laughs> solid guy, solid guy, man. Uh, that was the week that was for the Toronto Maple Leafs. The week that will be, we see a Panthers team that is in a must win situation again this week playing the Toronto Maple Leafs and probably much like the Carolina game a week before we saw them atone for it this week. Do you think the Panthers will probably come out and want to set the tone against the Leafs here and get that victory back? Then the Sens, you have a team that is just loose and wants to stomp any playoff bound team. The Tampa Bay Lightning say hello, losing 7-2 to the Ottawa Senators. And then the Wings, yeah, Pete, yeah, I'll be fucking dancing. Don't worry. I got a couple of uh, dances that I'll be uh, setting up here. Don't you worry. Do I get to pick the song? Uh, if you already have one pick, that's okay. I, I wanted to do that one, the uh, that what I showed you guys, the uh, the big guy who's doing the bankroll and all that stuff. We'll talk off, but yeah, I'll be sure. I'll be doing a big old dance. Um, but this week we got three games, obviously back to back with the Sens and the Wings. 
Uh, I'm calling it. I'll go first this week. I'm saying two and one for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think they will lose to the Ottawa Senators, and we will hear that goal horn (laughs) a whole hell of a lot. But I do think we beat the Panthers, and I do think we win on Sunday against the Wings. Um, So wait, what are you calling? I'm calling two and one. Dylan, you go. Who are we losing against? You said Panthers. Uh, No, no, definitely the Senators. Definitely. I'm going two zero and one. Two zero and one overtime loss against Ottawa. All right, I'm going one one and one. I'm going to be at the Red Wings game on uh, Sunday, so. Well, that's a bankable win. Let's go, Pete. Always get that. Hopefully, they get that dub on Sunday. All right. Well, there's your week that will be for the Toronto Maple Leafs right there. Uh, three games again, Wednesday, Sunday, or Saturday and Sunday. Panthers sends wings. Um, yeah, let's see what happens this week, guys. But we'll move on to the GBU, the good, the bad, the ugly, brought to you by our friends over at Smitty's Sports Cards. Make sure you check out prediction season before every Maple Leaf game and get yourself in on some of these kick-ass rookie cards. And also, check out the live streams. Because uh, there's a certain gentleman who swings by every once in a bit and drops off just sweet things in the mail, like this John Tavares Ooh. card here that went up for grabs on the weekend and the Connor Bedard card that went up as well. Um, so shout out to that uh, mystery man who wishes to remain nameless, but uh, likes Ooh. to support the lives and have fun. So always swing by and check it out. But anyways, the GBU for the Toronto Maple Leafs, the good Matthews, oh baby, Oh, baby. Matthews is woken up and showing Connor McDavid that you don't put our picture of our puck on your stick when you score. Yeah, what was that about? Oh, that was just their social media team chirping. It's always about the Leafs. If you haven't realized, it's always about the goddamn Toronto. Okay. Always. Damn. Always. That's good. That's good marketing. That's great marketing. That's exactly what it is. You just tie it all together, right? Because everybody says that Connor McDavis is going to be a Maple Leaf when he can be, et cetera, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. So, you know what? Um, yes, Steve Dangle, if you're a goaltender, tend the goal. Yes, um, for sure. Um, the other thing here for the Toronto Maple Leafs is a good R-O-R. thing. Ryan O'Reilly back on Wednesday for the Toronto is Maple he back? Leafs. He's officially back. back on Wednesday. Unbelievable. Mark and your calendars, good. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so he is back. I told you guys, and I've been beating this drum, so let me beat this drum a little bit more. I said nine games left. Ryan O'Reilly will be back, and he'll be able to fit into this lineup, and they'll get the continuity going with the lines that they finally want for the Maple Leafs, and I'm fired up about it. Let's so, go. Uh, we missed that handsome bastard, man. I cannot wait to have him back in the lineup. It's going to be interesting to see where he plays, too. What do you guys think he's going to slot in? I think they're uh, going to start him again on the second line just to get him rolling. Fair enough. Get him with Marner. or Johnny. Get him with Marner and JT again. Get him low, yeah, rolling, okay. get his peak going, and then he probably will end up being the uh, the bottom six guy like in the uh, on the third line, which will push down another player, which will be good. By the way, by the way, Mr. Fall Down Man himself, which still in Fournier calls him all the time, Mr. Kerfoot is waking up as well. Okay, Bob. Yeah, after, after the shootout goal, gave him some can, can, can I give you a stat since January 1st? Oh, I don't no. Is it going to be a good stat? Is, it's a great is, stat. It's a is great he stat. It's a great stat, especially going into the playoffs because you need this. Okay. So the Maple Leafs are always considered this top heavy team. 
that only gets goals and production from their top guys. Since January 1st, the top guys have 64 goals. Oh, yes, I saw this. It was 60 the other night, but it's gone up, obviously, because they've scored, which is okay. And now the bottom half of the lineup, also since January 1st, has 64 goals. So not not a balanced scoring across your lineup. The top half and the bottom half are doing what they need to do, which is what the Leafs have not had. Where? In the playoffs, my friends. So there's another good for you this week as the Toronto Maple Leafs are rounding in the playoff form. The bad the bad is Matt Murray. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not bashing the guy. You guys know my stance on Matt Murray. I love that he's here. I want him to do well, and I want him to succeed, and I want him to be the um, the goalie he can be for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But unfortunately, if you're coming out since coming back from injury and allowing four goals in five of your six starts and then rolling back the clock for one of them, there's got to be some accountability here. And I understand there's a five-man unit in front of you that should be blocking shots and helping you defensively. But like your head coach said, Matt needs to have a couple of those to give us a better chance. And that is what Ilya Samsonov does. That is what Joseph Wool did tonight. So, for me, the bad is Matt Murray this week. Okay. I agree. I mean, he hasn't looked terrible, but, um, I mean, when you have Ilya Samsonov playing the way he is, it's hard not to go Sammy over, over Murray here. So, yeah, James, I'm on board with that. I think, yeah. I think there's a, I I wouldn't say there's a pressure on, on Murray to do well right now, but um, he, he should have stepped it up in the time that uh, Samsonov had to take off for his kid. Yeah. No. Um, And then we got the ugly. Let's do the ugly guys. The ugly is this team's inability right now. To paste it together for 60 minutes. And why do I say that? Because I was harping not too long ago about the second period and the Leafs allowing teams to creep back in and to, you know, amount these shots and just go nuts. Now, the past few games, it's the first period and they're allowing teams to just outshoot them like crazy. And you can't do that and expect your goaltender to always keep you in. Now, again, Matt Murray did it pretty well against very Carolina. Right <laughs> he did it pretty well against Carolina, but of course the five on three didn't help. The refs didn't help that either, to be honest with you. But anyways, I digress. You cannot allow that many shots. You cannot start the game that far behind on the shot clock because usually that means you start the game behind where? On the score clock, on the score sheet. Whatever you want to call it, you know what I'm saying. You can't do that. You need a full 60. That's the first period, second period, and shut it the hell down in the third period. Lock it up. One hundred Carolina Carolina's game was a big example of that in the shot department where I think it was 16 to, I don't know, it might have been less than 10 during the first period. And then after the second, I think we held them 
there was, I think, 12 minutes or longer where we held them off like the shot page for a good solid. Oh, we did. That's second the second period. That second that's period was one of the best periods they've played all season. Like but they, that's what I mean, though. They, like, where is that for the full 60? Yeah. Even they're saving it for playoffs, James. They're saving it for the playoffs. You don't have to shut the team down that you're playing like that for a whole period. You know, it would be nice if they had some of that play through the first, through the second, and through the third. You know, just I, I think consistency is key. That that the first period in that game yesterday was atrocious. We had a five on three against. Then it they totally flipped the page in the second, and then they kind of lollygagged in the third. They got a lucky bounce, well, or I guess a lucky call on that Matthews goal, and then Carolina just went down and stormed and put uh, put the game up by one again. Yeah, well, again, and I look at it like this: Ryan or um, Ryan O'Reilly, Morgan Riley should have been more involved in that play to break it up a little bit better. But obviously, we need that save right there. That's one of the timely saves you need from your goaltender. You just scored a goal. 34 seconds later, they're down there and they bought one. And it was over from there. You need yep. to make sure that you're just locking these things down and helping out. So for me, yeah. I mean, you're getting outshot in the first period. We need a full 60. But ladies and gentlemen, that's the GBU, man. Brought to you by our friends over at Smitty Sports Cards. All right. We're going to go off the glass. Off the glass. Around the NHL. And I want to get you guys' thoughts on these things. Um, Mick David in the World Baseball Classic. He was asked what? about it, and he said, this is what hockey is missing. That was crazy, that moment. I was so confused where you were going with that when well, you were like, no, they yeah, about- Connor, McDavid, Connor McDavid in the Baseball Classic. I was like, wait a second. We've changed to a baseball podcast all of a sudden. Well, no, but what they asked Connor McDavid was, what did you think about Shohei Atani versus Mike Trout? Two of the best positional players at the position in baseball going head to head. And he said it's exactly what he should have said and exactly what players should do more of. He spoke his mind and said it's what hockey is missing. It's what the best the on best. The players and the let's, they all want it. Let's not let's not uh miss the point where it's Trout and Otani and they're actually on the same team. That won't ever happen. You you want to see McDavid against Dreisaitl in, in, in a hockey World Cup. I'm sorry. That would be some classic hockey. I want to see Matthews versus McDavid. I we see, see that all the time. We I want to see McDavid playing McKinnon. No, no, no. I want to see it on the grandest stage with these guys surrounded by the premier players they can play with. I want to see Connor McDavid bearing down on Austin Matthews with Mitch Marner as his winger. Or or I wouldn't think, be, it wouldn't be cool to watch Connor McDavid play with Nathan McKinnon and Sidney Crosby. That's what I'm we saying. might not and, ever get to watch that. And maybe Connor Bedard. Wow. Yeah, add him in. Add him in. Add him in. Light him up. Three generational players on Team Canada. But we don't know when the next the next World Cup of hockey is going to happen, right? So it's just it's. I say the players we don't get to their own hands and, and organize one themselves. Yeah, it also going to come. It's going to come, and the players are going to get what they want because the next CBA that comes, this will be something that the new director of the NHLPA will go to the players and they will say, "This is what we want every four years." 
We don't care. If we're not able to go to the goddamn Olympics, give us our World Cup and put it on a stage like the yep. World Baseball Classic and make sure everyone that can be involved from every country is here. And let's make it something. Make it a spectacle. Make the sponsors want to be a part of it because sponsors will eat that up no problem. Wow. Attach the biggest names and you can make a boatload of money off it, Gary. You hear that, Gary? Money. You love money. So do your owners. You want to get out of the hole you're in? Host a World Cup of Hockey. That's what I was just going to say. Your revenue up through the roof. Get it done. How wild is it that um, Otani and Trout are on the same team and they never make the playoffs? <laughs> that just blows my mind. They're like the Oilers, but worse of the MLB. <laughs> you got two Ferraris and you can't get them out the driveway. Yeah. That is insane. Jesus. All right. Move off the World Baseball Classic and obviously the, the NHL wanting the same equivalent. Evgeny uh, Kuznetsov of the Washington Capitals has again asked for a trade really? from the Capitals. Uh, this is the second time. Uh, two times or two seasons ago, he asked to be traded from the Washington Capitals. They did not accommodate his trade request. Um, and now he is now asking again. Uh, there are some loose reports out there saying that he's not exactly the best locker room influence uh, and was not a good influence on one Ilya Samsonov. Um, so that's very interesting. Oh, he's to not see. coming here. So Cut out all rumors he, about, Russian about, as well, about him right? coming to the Leafs. He's not coming to the Leafs. He is Russian. Yes, he is. That's a, that's interesting. I mean, his, I don't know where he goes. What's that? Nice, you're a little wild too, and he does that stupid eagle celebration. Like, fuck <laughs> right off of that thing. But uh, yeah, I guess he's, I guess he's not a good locker room guy. So yeah, get him out of Washington. Just don't bring him yeah. to Toronto. He'll go somewhere. Obviously, he's a highly talented player. He reminds me not with the antics and stuff, but more so with the play of a kind of a, like Alexei Kovalev. When he wants to be that dominating guy, he is that dominating guy. He okay. will uh, make you back down. He will score on you. He'll make plays that are just magnificent. But for long stretches, he can just be an invisible dot on the ice. Yep. So that's interesting to see where Washington goes. I'm sure they'll get something. Sticking with the Capitals, John Carlson, by the way, what an absolute beast. I don't know if you guys see my video I put out today about this, but when he got hit with that shot, it fractured his skull. It severed his temporal artery. And he was bleeding profusely. But what did he worry about? He's laying on a stretcher, waiting to be carted off to the hospital. And he hears a goal score. And then it's Ovechkin's song. And that goal was Ovechkin passing Gordy Howe. And he felt so bad that he was not on the ice with his teammate celebrating the fact that he scored that goal because the whole bench emptied to go celebrate with him. He felt so bad he couldn't support Ovi in that moment, even though he's laying there with a skull fracture, a severed temporal artery, bleeding everywhere. The By the way, the in-house medical staff could not contain the bleeding and fix the issue. That's why he had to go to the hospital to get it fixed. But he's laying there worried about, shit, I'm not on the ice to be with my guy. What a teammate. You know, I feel bad. What a teammate. What a beast. That's yeah. all he was worried about. He's like, I'm not, I'm all messed up. It don't matter. But he's like, I'm laying there. I can't see what's happening, but I can hear it. 
Oh like, man, you're just a dying man. inside, man. Obi misses me. I need to celebrate with him. What? Uh, yeah, no, that's a great teammate to have. That's an amazing teammate. And here's the thing, too. He did come back and play against the Chicago Blackhawks this past week in his first game, had a goal and an assist. So you can tell what impact he has on the Washington Capitals, who have not had a very good record since he's been gone. I think it's like 15, 17, and 2. So, you know, he's yeah, actually, no, you know, a driving force. And by the way, for everyone who is giving Rasmus Sandin his flowers, as soon as Carlson came back, Sandine is no longer on the first power play unit. Yeah, he that went, one's gotta hurt. He dropped right down the lineup. All right. Lastly, this one's gonna affect the Maple Leafs directly. The Tamper Tampers. The Tampa Tampers. Bay The Tampers. They went out and did a sting. They went out and they spent all these assets on Tanner Janot. They were making fun of it on the broadcast tonight, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know, they, yeah, they said that Tampa gave up the five picks, that Tampa gave up uh, Cal Foot, And for, you know, Mr. Tanner Janot, and they're scratching their head, one, they're calling it one of the weirdest trades they've seen in a long time. It is weird. Um, and it's weird that Nashville could potentially still make the playoffs. you imagine that? Imagine they did, and they have all those assets, too. To yeah, that's, that's unreal. But my question here is, is the gas finally out of the tank for the Tampa no, Bay Lightning? No. I will, hang on. Before you before you say anything, okay? No. So Tampa is 10, 11, and 5 since the All-Star break and are currently riding a four-game losing streak right now. Andre Vasilevsky is 8, 8, and 3 since the All-Star break, and his save percentage is not good. He's also been pulled from three games for allowing too many goals. That is not Vasilevsky. Like that is a lot different than last year during the stretch going into the playoffs. He was not lifted from games and he was not having the issues that he's having right now. But the Tampa Bay Lightning hmm. to me are a team I think where the tank, the I tank is there. James. I the regular season is there. The regular season is not the playoffs. I will make we can make that assessment when we see Andre Vasilevsky drained all drained his all his gas in the playoffs. We can make that assessment there. It doesn't matter in the regular season. I remember remember when Montreal they they shouldn't have even made the playoffs. They were going into the playoffs just losing game after game. That was voodoo what magic, man. It you doesn't know, matter, you know, James, till we get to the playoffs. Listen, you know it sucked. I just love the fact that they're doing what they're doing. Because to me right now, it shows that they're freaking human. And the Leafs, the Leafs were the only team other than Colorado to make them look human last playoffs. They made them look human in round one. They made yeah. Vasilevsky look human right up until game seven. We and don't have soup. What's that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I said okay. we don't have soup. We got this. We got this this year. All I'm saying is the arrow is pointing to the second round. That's all. Okay? The door is fun open. Stuff. Just watch. Right. Hey, the damn thing. hey. Hey, for you after. Yeah. Stop being pessimistic. Ooh. I'm just saying. I, of, I no, don't 100% agree. I'm just I'm trying not, not to I'm get not ahead agree. of ourselves here. But anyways, leaps in four. But uh, <laughs> that is uh, not, we have a 98% Actually, 98.5% chance of winning that home ice advantage. So uh, there's your stat of the night. 
Well, yeah, we are now what seven points up on the Tampa Bay Lightning. We, uh, I think, I think we still have, I think we have two games in hand, one game against the Lightning as well, which is a four-point swing. So showing away, the Leafs shall. All right, Dilly, I've been filibusting here, trying to uh, allow you to finish up your stats. Oh, oh, I, I finished the stat. Ooh, okay. Out of do tell, do tell. Out of eight of his losses. Seven, yes, seven of them are 30 uh, shots, under 30 shots. All right, all right. So there may be some... How many of those are high danger? I, t- I don't know. <laughs> yeah, with the HDA for the games? I want advanced analytics here, Dylan. Let's go. I'm Hang trying on. to... But Dylan, I also want to know, in the games that we lost, he lost, how many goals did he give up in those games? 30 or less in shots. Those games, in those games, 5-3 loss just against Carolina. 4-3 loss against Buffalo. 4-1 against Vancouver. 4-3. But that was, <laughs> that was uh, saves uh, over. 5-1, um, 6-3, 3-1, overtime. 3-2 overtime and a 4-3. All right, all right, all right, all right. Some credence there. Matt Murray, all I'm saying, buddy, we love you. We love you being a part of Leafs Nation. We want a good story. We want a good story for you here at home. You know, win it for your dad. We win want the we want win the bag. at the end of the day. We want you to do well, man. I'm, we're not bashing you as a human being. All we're saying is stop letting in four goals a game and turn it on and be the Matt Murray beast Murdoch we know you can be. Because the Maple Leafs need every ounce of ammunition going into this playoffs, whether it's the brick wall, whether it's the sonar tracking machine, or the Murdog beast that will be. Whoever's between the pipes for blue and white needs to bring it every single night. And yes. just trust me, when Ryan O'Reilly comes back and Matthew Nyes gets in the lineup. So excited woo! for Ryan O'Reilly. You guys um I need I need to purchase a Matthew Nice jersey immediately when, when it comes. My buddy out. was asking me today, what what's all the hype with this Matthew Nice kid? And I'm like, listen here, Brett, <laughs> don't get ahead of yourself. Stop listening to the media. He's not gonna. Ma- I don't think he's gonna make an impact if they slot him in. Like, you're you're. He's never uh, played an NHL game. Do not I, I don't care. Who who didn't play a game? Who didn't play a game? Before the playoffs for Montreal and their magical run, you talking about PK? No, no, no. The magical run that they beat us in the first round. Who didn't play an NHL game? Who didn't uh, play an NHL game until playoff time? He's a college superstar, Sir Cole Caulfield. Cole, he played. He played NHL games before. Yeah. Before the playoffs. Come on, Dylan. Uh, yeah, there's a did. few play. Yes, but I mean, th- th- I'm saying he's the same person as Matthew Nyes. Yeah, he got like, yeah, actually, you know what? He's exactly he's exactly right because I think uh, Cole Caulfield got like three, maybe four games going down the stretch. It wasn't a whole lot, but the reason why the hoopla was so big with Caulfield because he was scoring in those games and scored against Toronto on a Saturday night, you know, you putting did. them on the map. Um, but yes, Matthew Nyes, guys, will get three games with the Maple Leafs at the tail end of the season. You can't tell me there's going to be a banged up body that isn't going to want to sit for a couple games and let Matthew Nyes in. And then here's the theory. Here's the prevailing theory that I've heard from many people, probably from one of you guys as well, that you go game one, game two with your heavy kind of lineup 
And then in game three, you inject Matthew Nyes for some pop, some energy, but he's also a physical guy himself. Let him go out there and do his damn work. And then he goes in there game three, maybe pots a goal like Nick Robertson does. And hallelujah, sing the praises. Leafs are up 3 nothing in the series. About to take Leafs in. Four. Four, baby. All I'm God, saying is let's not get our hopes up. Like he, There's so much hype around him, man. I don't. I He's don't want to Chris Kreider esque player, folks. Whatever, whatever. All I know, all I know is Dylan is saying right now is Matthew Nizer beak because he lo- he loves saying that. If you, if you know the Toronto lingo, you know. Oh, I don't, uh, you know at all. No, you don't. I, that will be a great, great joke for years to come. Yeah, if hey, you know the everybody. Toronto slang, nice means like shut up or something. So then when we everybody. Told Matthew nice your beak, fam. Yeah, nice your beak. Yeah. But uh yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how he slots in here, James. Well, uh, nice we'll see how now. it goes. All right. <laughs> it's time now for the boxing rock bearded blue warrior of the week. I'm very interested to see who my co-host picked this week for their boxing rock. I still gotta fix mine. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking for more in the Shelburne location. Is that Pete the Heat? Yes, it is. Pete the Heat, Dylan Fournier, <laughs> myself. This is Offside Hockey Talk with the Bearded Blue Warrior. All right, Pete, with your broken beard, who's the uh, man you picked this week? Oh, uh, let me think. Let me think. I'm going to go with still thinking, loading, processing. <laughs> let's go to uh, – let's keep it simple. We're going Austin Matthews. Nah, guy's on fire yeah. right now. He's, he's lighting it up. Poppy, you're my pick. How are you? There you go. There you go. Petey. That's a good Petey pick. again? Okay. No, I said Petey. That's a good pick. D434. Because oh, right. um, I think James is going to go with this guy, um, I'm going to say Eric Gustafson. Uh, obviously, our thoughts and prayers are with him. So uh, we want to make sure he is our bearded blue warrior this week. No, I fully agree with you. That's a, that is a great, great, great Great pick. Um, my thoughts, my Ooh. thoughts are, um, where are they? <laughs> I've never seen James stumped. You took He's my like, guy. So I now, uh, hey, hey I, I got an honorable mention. He is a six in the six member. Ooh, and it is his birthday. Today. Oh, oh Christopher Weigel. You know what? I will use him as my boxing rock bearded blue warrior tonight. Um, Chris Weigel, I want to say something to you, my friend. You're an absolute beauty. You help us all out in our lives. Um, you know, you're in there having fun with us, going live with us. Always great energy. energy. Always great energy. Always a good time. Uh, always making time for everybody. So, Chris Weigel, it is your birthday, my friend. Happy birthday. You are offsides. Boxing Rock, Beard of Blue, Birthday Warrior for this week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Offside Hockey Talk. And I know you guys expect us on Wednesdays. Sometimes we just can't go on Wednesdays lately, and that's okay. That's okay. I'm going to implore these two gentlemen here that are on this show to step up and make themselves little episodes, if they want to, of their own thoughts and processes and uh, just use it up here on the server. Let me know it's here, and we'll post it out and make it go. But 
it is the way to go. It's to get your thoughts out there and do your thing. So support them as much as you support me and offside. If they put up something and it's strictly just a Dylan or Pete 10 or 15 minute ranter, just let her go and enjoy it and check it out because these guys have solid opinions. That's why they're here every week. I appreciate them to the moon and back. Offside is going nowhere. Uh, some of you may have seen me chirp into that video and uh, put my ring in the hat or hat in the ring. That was more just putting offside out there because the more eyes on offside, the more people talking about offside, that helps everything go around. But um, also, let you guys know the playoffs. There may be some fun things coming. We'll have to talk about them. We'll have to figure them out. But also, we probably will be doing more shows as the playoffs go because you're probably going to want to go after the game. I know Dilly probably can't. Uh, when I can't a- during the week. That's kind of self-explanatory. Me, but- me and PD will will try to uh, tie it over through the week. Maybe do something in the morning with Dylan. Or I, I was think I was thinking that you were doing your short clips, and I was going to ask, "Hey, can I can I do a morning show?" I was just going to cover the rest of the league. We will make everything go. Offside needs to grow and have some fun, and you guys are the two guys or I want to take along for the ride. Offside baseball, locked on baseball. Check out Craig Ballard, by the way, locked on Blue Jays. Yes, beautiful sir. show, great guy. We're all about growing the community, man. We don't hold anything or anyone down. Let's go. Let's grow. There's plenty out there for everyone to do. But uh, make sure you support these two guys right here. Check them out on Twitter. Check them out on TikTok. Check them out wherever they are. Support everyone. That's what we do around here. Because this is Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk. (laughs) 